everyone. This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And unfortunately, my co-host, Cody Johnson, will not be here tonight. So it is going to be a solo episode again with uh, yours truly. So super excited. We're going to talk about Fresno State football. We're going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about um, the NFL where uh, I saw was the most impressive win in last week and what was the most telling loss for us in the NFL last week. So it's going to be a great episode, even without Cody. So I'm glad you guys are here. Stay tuned. Let's get going. All right, guys. Well, uh, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, Cody is out this week. Uh, he has had a lot to do. He got off work late, um, had to go to a dinner, <laughs> and so he was trying to make it. But unfortunately, it's not. It didn't look good. So he's gonna have to. Um, he's gonna have to uh, sit this one out this week. But. I am pleased to at least record. Um, I already got the okay with him, so don't worry, guys. <laughs> but anyway, um, man, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of sports going on, especially actually locally where we are. Um, for those of you who are listening for the first time or um, have listened for a while but not really sure where we're from, um, we are actually here in the Central Valley of California, which is going to be uh, Fresno. And, um, you know, Fresno State has gone through a lot um, where we lost our head coach. It looked like we were going to lose our quarterback. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. Uh, Then I'm going to talk a little bit about the Raiders and what's been going on with them and uh, what the future holds for them. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking a little um, NFL in general. So. A lot to get to, but I wanted to touch on this first. Um, I am actually recording this uh, on a Thursday, which is December 9th. Uh, this, obviously, this episode won't drop until Saturday, so this will be kind of old news, but I did want to bring it up anyway. Um, I just saw, literally two minutes before I came on here, uh, that Demarius Thomas, uh, former Denver Bronco wide receiver, number 88, for uh, people who may not recognize the name, uh, actually just passed away, um, and it's really sad. I mean, that is uh, gut-wrenching. Um, as a Raider fan, I hated watching Demarius Thomas against the Raiders. I hated it. We could never cover him. He was always just so talented. Um, you know, the one play that I always think about with Demarius Thomas was the uh, the catch that he... Uh, that he makes in the playoffs against the Pittsburgh Steelers when Tim Tebow throws in the pass that actually ended up winning them the game in OT. Um, I mean, I always remember that play. That play always sticks in my mind. He was, he was, um, he had some speed early on, uh, but as he got um, more and more uh, years on him in the NFL, he was more of the possession guy. Um, you know, as he got a little bit older, he did kind of develop some drops here and there, but overall when he had Peyton Manning, he was probably at the, at the highest point of his career. 
Um, obviously, he he made Tim Tebow look really good as well. So, uh, really sad, man. Um, you know, 2014, he set a Broncos franchise record for receiving yards in a single game. He had 226 uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. So, um, I mean, those are those are just a few things that. Um, that I remember Demarius Thomas, man, I just, I just, you know, I hate to say it, but I just remember him always just destroying the Raiders. I mean, another play that that just came to my head right now was um, when the Broncos and Raiders played, it was in Denver, and it was actually Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler goes back to throw. He throws it. It gets tipped right at the line, but it goes straight up. Demarius Thomas comes on a crossing route. He then snags it out of the air with one hand, brings it in, and goes for a first down. I mean, it was just... <laughs> I mean, as a Raider fan, we just hated seeing Demarius Thomas. But um, as a fan of football, you can you can really appreciate a guy who was um, nothing short of, of special in the NFL. Um, he was one of those guys... I mean, even if you... If you don't really remember Demarius Thomas, like maybe like football-wise, in a sense, like you know, fantasy football-wise, he was still one of those like guys that you you always thought about either drafting um, as one of your you know as a wide receiver two or sometimes even wide receiver one. I mean, he was just he was always a guy who got a lot of catches, got a lot of uh, targets his way and and so when you talk about fantasy football in that perspective I mean he definitely was one of those guys that everyone wanted so and I mean I you know I don't really know much about his personal life or um, you know why he ended up uh, you know not playing anymore whatever it may whatever the case was all I do know is is when he was playing he was so good he was so good. He was so tough. So, um, you know, that's really sad news. Really sad. And he was only 33 years old, which is makes it even worse. I mean, <laughs> literally two years older than I am. So, um, you know, no one deserves to die um, that young. And uh, especially a guy who, you know, uh, as I'm going through Twitter, I mean, just seemed like a lot of his teammates were just absolutely disgusted with with this news so uh you know rest in peace uh 88 Demarius Thomas you will be missed in the NFL all right um so just wanted to bring that up you know really sad like I said I know this is that's probably old news now but you know, it, it is something, even though I'm a Raider fan, Cody's a Raider fan, like I said, we always respected um, when someone was good at what they did, and Thomas was definitely that, and we saw a lot of him because we were our Raider fans, and we, we faced the Broncos twice a year, every year, so um, needed to, to pay my respects, I guess. All right, so let's talk about some Fresno State football now. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of big news, so... If you're not familiar with Fresno State football or you haven't been following along what we've been talking about, um, there's been a lot. Um, So after the last game against San Jose State, which was Thanksgiving, 
Um, a couple of days afterward, there was a word that Kalen DeBoer, actually a little bit before that game, actually, there was a little bit of uh, talks that uh, Kalen DeBoer, the head coach, um, was going to take the job over at the University of Washington. Well, a few days after Thanksgiving, after that game, he he did end up taking that job. Um, and um, I, I think majority of people were pleased. You know, we're happy for the guy. Um, you know, of course, fans, we don't want to see him go. But as a human being, you can appreciate that it's a better opportunity over there. Um, he's going to have probably a little bit more control than what he had over at Fresno State. And he's going to have um, probably more um, ability to recruit better players uh, just because they, well, you know, Washington is in the Pac 12 and Seattle is a really fun city. So, um, you know. I don't think anyone hates the guy for, for doing that. Um, <clears throat> but then it came out that Jake Hayner, who uh, is the quarterback for Fresno State the last two years, also under DeBoer, uh, it looked like he was going to enter the transfer portal and actually ended up doing that. Um, so a lot of Fresno State fans were upset because it looked like basically everyone was leaving Fresno State for... Washington. I mean, Kalen DeBoer left. Ryan Grubb, who is who is the offensive coordinator for Fresno State, he went with DeBoer to Washington. Uh, then it looked like Jake Hayner was probably going to do that, which was kind of ironic because he came over from Washington to Fresno State and actually came over. Uh, he was actually recruited from Jeff T- or uh, yeah by Jeff Tedford, but then Tedford uh, had some medical issues. He ended up having to retire. And uh, Kalen DeBoer, you know, took over. And um, so Hayner and DeBoer really had a really good relationship. And um, so it looked like he was going to go. And then there was reports that Jalen Cropper may enter the transfer portal. So who was the number one receiver for Fresno State this year? So it was, I, I think because it was just such a hectic domino effect, it really bugged a lot of Fresno State fans. Um, you know, as a fan of, of this school, I I get the, the, like, what's going on? Like, why is everyone leaving? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, is there no such thing as loyalty anymore? Um, but on the other hand, as a human being, you know, sometimes these guys just do this because it, you know, might benefit them. I I know that sounds crazy, but it, it, sometimes will actually help their career if they go somewhere else. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a guy. Um, his name was Joe Burrow. He wasn't starting at Ohio State, so he transferred to LSU. And, you know, now he's the he was the first pick in the NFL draft to uh, Cincinnati Bengals and is now holding the starting quarterback position for the Bengals and actually making a push for the playoffs with the Bengals, who couldn't get it done with Andy Dalton for like three or four years. <laughs> so, you know, all I'm saying is sometimes the transfer portal is actually really good for people. Sometimes these head coaches going to a different college, sometimes it helps their career, okay? Um, Fresno State is never going to be one of those uh, 
uh, colleges, unfortunately, that, you know, people are, are desperate to go to, okay? Fresno State is an appealing, um, is an appealing college in the stand, in the stance of, like, football, so, you know, you may get occasional, you know, Pat Hill, um, you may get the, you know, Jeff Tedford who wanted to come back to Fresno, so you get some of those guys, which is fun, I mean, that's great, um, but you kind of, you kind of have to make your peace with a lot of people who live in Fresno, um, or at least the people that I talk to, um, don't necessarily want to end up living here forever. They usually want to go to a bigger city, okay? So, I I think it's just kind of funny how these people want, you know, these these <laughs> 20-year-old kids, sometimes 18-year-old kids, to stay where they're at, and they have no problem when, you know, they get a job opportunity to move to... LA or you know Seattle or New York or wherever though they would go probably without hesitation and it's kind of you have to look at it from the same perspective sometimes these guys want to enter the portal because they want to be in a better city or sometimes they enter the portal because you know they want a better uh, a better shot at becoming a starter to really show what they can do somewhere else um, it's not all vicious it's just sometimes a, a situation is better and a lot of people were killing Jake Hayner when he wanted to go because they were like, well, how come you're not loyal to Fresno? And it's like, okay, he was loyal to Fresno, but he also wanted to go with the coach that gave him all of his success, that gave him a starting position. And I see all these arguments on on Twitter, any social media, about how um, Hayner... Um, like was recruited by Jeff Tedford, so why wouldn't he want to stay with Fresno? Why does he want to go with Kalen DeBoer? Yes, Tedford was the one to recruit him, but all of his success was not under Tedford. It was all under DeBoer. Okay, and it's not like Jeff Tedford was, you know, running running the team you know, in, in behind the curtains and just putting Kalen DeBoer's face out there. It was Kalen DeBoer. So you can kind of understand that when a guy has success with a certain coach, he kind of wants to stay with him. I mean, for God's sakes, Tom Brady stayed with Bill Belichick forever, it seemed like. Okay. Then he decided, hey, in my last few years, I'd like to go somewhere where I want to be, where I want to have fun at the end of my career. I don't want to have to go with a, a with a grueling coach, okay? Sometimes you just want to end on a good note. And it's just, I, I it just blows my mind that this kid who, uh, I believe he's 21, 22 years old, and is getting all this hate. And what's even worse is he was giving even more hate when Fresno State actually announced that Jeff Tedford was coming back as the head coach. Um, like I said, I did kind of scan it over a little bit, but um, Jeff Tedford had some uh, heart condition that he was going to have to take care of. And so he decided that it would be better if he stepped back. And maybe on the off chance he could come back 
later on, but he didn't think so. He and so he ended up saying, "I'm just going to retire, and uh, you know, get my body right, and then you know, figure out what I want to go from there." So um, it looked like you know Tedford was going to be out at least for a year, but then Kalen DeBoer kind of took over, and he did a pretty good job. He was there was a lot of talent, and a lot of people had some high expectations for for, for Fresno State. In 2020, we only played eight games, or we had a we had a total of eight games that we were supposed to play. We only played six; two were canceled due to COVID. So uh, we went three and three. Um, it was a weird year, but you could see the talent that Fresno State had. So it wasn't all a loss. So you could kind of see, okay, Kalen DeBoer, this guy might do something really well. And then you have Hayner in another year on a non well. I guess a semi-non-COVID year. Uh, you got Jalen Cropper. The defense is getting better. They're more experienced now. They're ready with like an Aaron Mosby and uh, Bailey and and all those guys. So um, this looked like a really good team, um, you know. And so this year they came in and pretty much they were high expectations right off the bat. And my argument would be this: DeBoer only coached two years for Fresno State. We saw how much better they got. I mean, I can only imagine how good they would be next year with with DeBoer. I mean, I'm sure it would have progressed really well. But DeBoer, like I said, went to Washington. So now Tedford is coming in. Now Tedford, I believe, is a better coach overall because of his experience. DeBoer is still a young... um, It's kind of weird for me to say up-and-comer, but he is kind of an up-and-coming coach. And um, you can kind of see that when, as soon as that job came open for Washington, he went straight there, uh, which, again, I I don't fault him for. But you can kind of see that um, he took that immediately because he wants to build, he wants to build a program up and, you know, wants to get the best players that he possibly can. Washington, you get better players than Fresno State. It's just a fact. So... Um, so Tedford comes back. Now he gets now Hayner is in the transfer portal. So then there were reports like right after Tedford uh says that he's coming back that um Hayner is going to um cancel the the portal and he's going to stay with Fresno State. So there was all these reports it, it, there was nothing official. Then there was a post by Jalen Crawford that said number five and number nine, um, running it back 2022. And then it was confirmed Jake Hayner is going to stay with Fresno State. And then I see Jake Hayner uh, post a video about what happened. And I'm not going to go through the whole video, but basically he says he entered the portal thinking he was probably going to go back to Washington with DeBoer, but then kind of was second-guessing it, wasn't sure what he wanted to do, um, realized that if he was going to enter the portal and then go to Washington, he wouldn't even be able to go to the school or be accepted until June. So he said that he was a little quick to enter the portal and then not realize everything. So you can kind of you can kind of see that he was a little inexperienced. Maybe he got the wrong impression or uh, wrong information, whatever it may be. Um, and um, 
so then he kind of was like, oh, and then the news of Tedford, and so he ended up saying, okay, I'm going to stay. So it just, it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way because Jake Hayner came out with an apology. And it's like, what are you apologizing for? In my eyes, he did nothing wrong. Um, he did what he thought was going to be best. He went with something that he's more comfortable with. Yes, he was recruited by Jeff Tedford, but as I said, all of his success was not with Tedford. Tedford was dealing with his uh, with his medical issues, and that's no fault that te- Jeff Tedford, but it's the reality of the situation. Okay, so I just don't understand why we were why we were killing a kid for wanting to go to somewhere where he's comfortable, you know? It's like when you have a really good boss. You have a boss that you really, really like. You you finally get along with, you know? He he listens to your ideas. Sometimes he uses your ideas and gives you the credit for it. I mean, you love it. You guys have lunch, you know, maybe once a week, whatever it may be. Then he says, okay, I'm going to go over to this other company. You know, it's in Seattle, but I want you to come with me. And your thought would be right away like, yeah, I think that would be really cool going to Seattle from Fresno. I mean, that would be awesome. But then you kind of think about it and you're like, well, I don't know this, you know, I've made my, I've made my family here. I've made my success here. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I know that I have my job here. It's given. Uh, If I go over there, I might have to fight for it a little bit more. Um, You know, my whole family's here. I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can go. Like, why are we faulting someone on on something that we would have all done as well? We would have automatically been like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome," and then kind of have to think about it and be like, "Oh, you know, I got to think about everything." So it's just funny how things just crumbled. Fans were killing. You know, still in my eyes, I guess young men borderline children um some of them teenagers um and we're just killing them because they aren't sure about their decision yet so that's why it's it's just funny but now now we know what's happening uh jeff tedford is back which i think is actually a really good move for fresno um again i i think he's a better ball coach right now um than kaylin DeBoer. And it's only because DeBoer is still uh, growing in the game. Jeff Tedford has been so experienced. He does wonders for quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's another decision why Hayner ended up staying. Um, so, I mean, it's all it's all good news. I mean, <laughs> it looks so bleak and now it's all good. So, I just think it's funny how we all freaked out. And it's just like, give it a few, give it a few days. Why don't you wait until you see what actually transpires? You know, if we got some Joe Schmo off the street as our head coach, then I can understand your frustration about DeBoer leaving, and I would 100% believe that Hayner would have left. If it wasn't getting Jeff Tedford or I heard uh, Trent Dilfer's name, um, I heard a David Carr uh, name out there, but Carr said he's still waiting until all of his kids are basically grown to even think about coaching so that won't be for a while so anyway it's just it's just kind of funny how everyone freaked out and it kind of worked out (laughs) in the end 
Um, so Hayner's back. Uh, Tedford's back. It looks like Jalen Cropper. There was, like I said, there was that um, report that he was kind of contemplating whether he was going to transfer or not. He's obviously going to stay. Um, and then um, we, Cody and I had talked about last week, Adrian Martinez, who is a Clovis West alum, who, which is here in Fresno, the high school. Um, he uh, entered the transfer portal. He was over at Nebraska. He was the starting quarterback over at Nebraska for four years. Um, and it looked like he might come back. But now with Hayner staying, I doubt he will. I imagine he'll probably go to Kansas State where his girlfriend is playing soccer at, on a on a scholarship. Uh, there's a possibility he could go to Cal, um, which I think is the better football move. But, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, no news on that yet. But all I want to say is congratulations, Fresno State. You did not lose all this momentum. You didn't lose all these fans or whatever. And um, it ended up working out well. You know, good for Kalen DeBoer to get a, a, a dream job of his. Uh, good for Ryan Grubb to, to go with that head coach and continue being the offensive coordinator with, uh, with DeBoer. Um, and good for Tedford to come back to Fresno. He loves Fresno. I mean, there was a video of Aaron Rodgers even saying that he figured that when Fresno State lost their head coach, he he texted he he texted Jeff Tedford to see if he was going to be the head coach over there. So it, it it's just uh, it worked out really well for Fresno, and I think uh, they got the better head coach. Uh, like I said, right now, so good for Fresno and and uh, good for Hayner to stay. I think he, he he's going to like that decision a lot better. All right, guys, I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, we're going to talk about Raiders and the NFL, so stay tuned. All right, guys, so um, we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Raiders. Um, really don't want to talk about the Washington football game. Um, you know, uh, the offensive line was really bad. This was probably the worst offensive line um, game that we've had all year. Um, not just penalties, but just allowing a, a rush. I mean, it was like four guys every time were, were rushing and they were getting to Carr almost every time. Um, I felt like Carr had some really good moments, but he also had some bad moments. So, um, you know, of course, everyone's back on Carr sucks, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. But, um, yeah, he could have played better. Um, honestly, I thought the, the one good thing was Josh Jacobs. I thought he did really well. Um, Hunter Renfro was, I mean, almost unstoppable, <laughs> which was really nice to see. You could see um, um, the missing presence of Waller because, you know, missing R rugs and then kind of adding Deshaun Jackson kind of helped a little bit. But, like, not having Ruggs and Waller, it, you can really see how it affects this offense. And we can put it on the offensive line. We can put it on Carr. We can, whatever it may be. I mean, the people who are blaming the defense are ridiculous. The defense did well. They weren't, were they great? No, I, I feel like uh, opening drive was absolutely horrendous. If they could have given Washington a little bit of resistance, 
uh, it would have went a long way. Some of the penalties we got, like the Max Crosby one, was just ridiculous. Um, the no call that we got uh, towards the end on Zay Jones um, and you know Greg, I was so mad at Greg Olson. Um, you know Greg Olson was kind of being like, "Well, I like the no call right there." Like, Why do you like it? Because this game is almost over. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I can think of because um, it should have been called because he's tugging at it, tugging at his jersey. Um, it, you know, it's illegal. I mean, even if it's a little thing, it's still illegal. They still need to throw the flag, especially on those deep balls. Uh, Carr's been money with those. Um, if the ball is not like right there, usually there's a pass interference and we just didn't get it. So, but no point in crying, you know, crying over spilled milk, but it was a little frustrating. Uh, a little frustrating to uh, to lose that game uh, when we could have easily have won that. But, um, you know, another another week uh, comes and goes. And, you know, even though it's <laughs> it seems, you know, bleak, the Raiders do have a chance of getting into the postseason. I, you know, I don't believe they will. I think what, what they have gone through all year long is just... It's a it's a mountain of a task to ask them to climb, and I just don't think it's going to happen. And uh, Bisaccia, I I think is a nice guy. I think he's a guy that players like, but I don't think he does much for um, motivation. I don't think he does much for um, you know as as a head coach. I think he's just a, a nice fill in for now. So um, you know, not trying to disrespect him, but. You know, uh, we got to look for the future. And, and speaking of the head coaching position, that is what I wanted to get to. Because I actually saw a report by Eddie Baselli, Baselli, um who is a former Raider, who is now kind of a, uh, a Raider insider. Um, there are reports that um, some of the candidates for the Raiders is Eric Bieniemy, the OC of the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, who I have said that I, I really would like the Raiders to go after. Um, and uh, Doug Peterson, who uh, is a former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, who's taken the last, last year off um, after being fired by the Eagles. So... Um, you know, those are, those are two really big possibilities. Um, I I think if the Raiders went after Doug Peterson, that is a a tough task to get your fan base to gi- give the okay. I think that's one of those things where you you really got to go with the fan base on this one and i think majority of the fan base understands that eric bieniemy is probably the guy we want to go for um because he hasn't had that head coaching experience yet um but also he's done wonders for the Kansas City Chiefs for years now and has never had that opportunity yet for a head coach uh Doug Peterson yes he won a super bowl uh you know i don't i don't think the guy is a guy who can't coach i think he's a, a tremendous coach but i do also think um that uh there was some inconsistencies he did lose the locker room pretty quickly in philadelphia um in his last year 
Uh, Carson Wentz had one of the worst years he's ever experienced. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz has been nice this year, but I still think he's kind of like at that like residual effect of of that bad year. Um, and then um, you know, Peterson is is a is an offensive minded guy. He's he's really good with it with uh, um, calling the offense. So I think he would do really well with that. But I think Eric Bieniemy is the smart move here because. First of all, you want the fan base on board. Second of all, you want a fan base or you want the fan base to know who the guy is and like his recent success. Even if Kansas City doesn't do all that great this year, I still think it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference for Eric Bieniemy because it looks like Mahomes is the one who's not playing well. And that's not really on Bieniemy. So I feel like Raider fans like would really see that and, and come to to wrap their arms around Eric Bieniemy. Um, the other thing is Bieniemy's in football right now. Uh, Peterson is not, and uh, that's a tough sell when a guy hasn't been in football. I mean, Mike McCarthy did it, yeah, but McCarthy was in years, years as a head coach for Green Bay. Uh, Doug Peterson was, you know what, three years at Philadelphia, and that was it. Yeah, he won again. He won the Super Bowl. I understand that. It's a great win against a great Patriot team. But in the same breath, like you, you also saw when it was great, it was great, and when it was bad, it was bad. Um, but one thing that it does make me think of is what does that mean for Derek Carr? Uh, let's say they go after Eric Bieniemy or Doug Peterson. And whichever one gets the job, I it's kind of hard for me to think that these guys would go anywhere other than Carr. Um, you know, I, it, it's really tough because I feel like Peterson, who who was a former quarterback, um, would want to stick with Derek Carr. I think he would see what Derek Carr has and what he can do. Um, and I think he would want to keep that. And in the same breath, Eric Bieniemy would also, because he's gone against Carr for so many years, think he understands what Carr brings to the table. And that's another reason why I think they would keep Carr. So if those are your two top candidates, for you Derek Carr haters, that might be bad news for you because I don't think those guys are going to get rid of him. Now, they might because they are going to be new head coaches, and I think it would be more likely that Bienemy would get rid of Carr. And the reason I say that is because he's a new head coach. He may want to start all brand new. He may want to start from uh, the foundation and work its way up. So um, you know, you first want to go with a with a quarterback that you pick. Um, so that is entirely possible. But I do, I do believe that both of those coaches would more than likely retain Derek Carr and uh, use Derek Carr. So just wanted to throw that out there uh, because I see a lot of Derek Carr hate, haters. And I'm telling you, I've been telling this, I've been saying this for years. <laughs> you guys, you, it's not all Carr, first of all. Um, and... GMs and coaches understand who Derek Carr is. 
And they believe that Derek Carr at least is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. At least. Everyone believes that. And everyone kept saying, John Gruden's going to get rid of him. John John Gruden was the coach for four years and never got rid of Carr. He picked up Mariota. You don't think that if Gruden didn't really like Derek Carr that he would have... um, that he wouldn't have that he would have benched him like I I believe that a hundred percent they that he would have so listen we all know that Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback at the end of this year uh, I think there is a possibility that if it really goes south Mariota might finish out the year but overall most people in the league know that Derek Carr is a top guy. He should be the starting quarterback. And that's plain and simple. And if you look at this college quarterback draft, it's really nothing to lick your chops at. It's it's really um it's really not something um, you know, that you're really excited about. I mean, there's a couple of guys who look pretty nice, but I think um the draft either next year or two years from now is going to be really, really good. Um, and, and that's probably going to be the one where if you're a Raider fan and you're thinking about getting a quarterback, that's probably, I mean, Bryce Young from Alabama, he's going to be eligible for the draft um, next year, after next year. So um, that was someone who I think the Raiders would keep their eye on. Um, you know, uh, there's a kid, uh, Jackson Dart over at USC, especially now with Lincoln Riley over there, there's a good possibility, um, that, um, he could, he could, uh, be one of those top guys. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler, he had kind of a rough year, but if he goes, maybe if he goes to USC, he's another guy who could potentially be a, a really good quarterback in the NFL if he gets the right, uh, coaching down. So, there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are coming in uh, after next year. So uh, this year, if you're looking for a new quarterback, I I just don't think this is the time. So if you're a Raider fan, you're hoping that we get a quarterback. I gotta be honest with you, it's probably not gonna happen this year. Hate to break it to you. All right, enough of Raider talk. One of the the one thing that I did really want to talk about, other than Fresno State, was um, I wanted to talk about. Um, I was thinking about going into like playoff brackets, but I think that's about another week or two until we actually start really discussing, all right, who's really getting into the playoffs. And I kind of don't want to do that without Cody, but I did want to bring up, there was some really impressive wins in the NFL. Um, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a few, but one that really, really stood out to me that was very surprising but then there was the most telling loss. So, uh, a team that lost that I'm, I think that you know a lot of people are overlooking, and I feel like it was a, it was actually a bigger deal than what it ended up looking like. So, let's get to this. Let's get to the wins first. Let's go positive and negative because that's how my brain works. <laughs> um, so the most impressive win to me in the NFL last week, and I'm talking about week 13, 
Well, I, I will have an honor, honor. <laughs> let me try that again. Honorable mention, uh, the Detroit Lions. I feel like I uh, spoke that into existence. I was on here last week telling Cody that I didn't think that the Lions were as bad as what their record showed. I felt like they were a better team. If you just watched them and didn't know what their record was, didn't know that they were 0-10-1 and at the time, you would have thought that that team had won two or three games. But they they actually hadn't won a game yet. They beat the Vikings last week. I thought that was incredible. I kind of want to take half, at least a little bit of credit for that. But, you know, do I really think that's why? No, I just think the Vikings played that bad. <laughs> Um, but the most the most impressive win to me was the Patriots, and I don't know. It, it, I think people would look at it and go, "Okay, that will wow." Way to go out on a on a limb there. But in all seriousness, how many times did Mac Jones throw the ball in that game? He threw it three times. How many times did Josh Allen throw the ball? He threw it thirty. Okay, I understand the wind was a factor. I understand that the Bills trust Josh Allen more than the Patriots trust Mac Jones. Understand all that. Um, I understand that at the core of the New England Patriots, it's run first and defense. And at the Bills, it's we're trying to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, they literally said that. Saying, we're trying to beat the Chiefs. We're trying to beat the Chiefs. We're trying to beat the Chiefs. So they built their team to beat the Chiefs. And what the Patriots have done is they said, we're going to get a guy who will fit our system. And we're just going to beat you up. It's like... it, it To me, the New England Patriots are Muhammad Ali. In the sense of, New England takes... So many punches. They're going to last round after round after round after round. Will they get a few losses? They might get a few losses. Yeah. But at the end of it, they're going to be there in the playoffs. And right now, they're the best team in the AFC. And I believe my uh, fellow uh, co-host, Cody Johnson, said that the Patriots were the best team in the AFC last week. And he's right. They are the best team in the AFC right now. And the reason they are is because they can beat you however they want to. If they need Mac Jones to throw a little bit more, they'll have Mac Jones throw a little bit more. If their running game is working just fine and their defense is beating up the other offense, they're going to stick with it. Why change it? They did an, a, a great job. Now, we could also say there was a lot of other factors. There was a lot of other issues for the Bills, they could have the Bills could have easily have won that game as well. 100% agree. But the fact of the matter is they didn't. The Patriots did win this game. And this was a big rivalry slash division game. This was going to show you who is going to win the AFC East. And the Patriots not only took it to the Bills, but really kept Josh Allen at bay. Okay. Do I think that the running game was a factor for the Bills? Yes. I mean, they couldn't run the ball worth a lick. So they put a lot more on Josh Allen. I'm not saying Josh Allen was the reason the Bills lost. But what I'm saying is 
the Patriots knew that the Bills don't run. We're going to have to put Josh Allen in bad situations. And they did, to their credit. So, to me, that was the most impressive win. That was a win that, even though I could have seen the Bills win, also get that win, I still would have looked at the Patriots going, okay, this team is for real. <laughs> this team is for real. Okay, so now let's go uh, a little negative here. Let's go most telling loss. And that's the Baltimore Ravens. I like the Ravens going into this year. I had the Ravens winning the AFC North this year. And they still currently are in the lead in the AFC North. But you're starting to see why the running backs that got injured, I mean, what, the five running backs that got injured for the Ravens, why it's now going to become a factor. And not only did they lose to the Steelers, who have been really up and down this year, uh, they were awful against the Vikings until, like, the second half. Um, <clears throat> but, because, I'm again, I'm recording this on Thursday, and they just got done playing. Um, but the Ravens, Lamar Jackson looks like he's trying to do too much, uh, like he's forcing the ball a little bit more, and the only reliable receiver they have is Mark Andrews. Don't at me with Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is fine. He's not great. He's he's not changing the game. Okay? Hollywood Brown has a couple of games where he just completely unloads everything. But then he's got the games where he catches, you know, three passes for, you know, 20 yards. It's a lot of the times Brown is easily covered. Okay? He doesn't create a ton of separation. He can but he doesn't create a lot of it. Um, and then, you know, uh, Sammy Watkins hasn't really done much. I mean, they had, uh, what, Bateman. Um, oh, who's the other uh, receiver? I'm, I'm blanking on the other receiver. But they have some guys, and they're just not really doing much. Uh, the run game has been kind of lackluster. Uh, and, and it's to be expected, unfortunately. But it is to be expected and so then you look at the defense, and not only is the defense now starting to just completely die with injury. I mean, Marlon Humphrey going down, who to me right now is arguably one of the best corners in the game. You had Marcus Peters, who was one of the uh, best ball hawks in the game. Now you have both of them out for the rest of the year, um, and it doesn't look like they're going to be back for the playoffs. So... You know, Baltimore, they may get in because this AFC North is not fantastic. I mean, the Bengals are kind of inconsistent. The Steelers are very inconsistent. And the Browns, uh, they have, I mean, I don't know what to think. Like, I thought they were going to be better. And, you know, I know Mayfield has these injuries, but... Mayfield kind of looks like he always has, to be honest. Um, and that's another, you know, discussion for another day. So, you know, I, I think the Ravens still have a really good chance of winning this division. But I think in the playoffs, this is going to be a one-and-done team. I, I, I To lose to the Steelers, 
um, is not bad, but, I mean, they just didn't look great. And then you lose a bunch of these guys, and Lamar Jackson isn't playing great. It, it's it's tough. And, uh, you know, I feel for, for you Ravens fans because, like, you guys are being successful, but at the same time, you're not. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to be, like, super into these games. But it, it it's going to be interesting. It really is going to be interesting to see what else will happen uh, for the Ravens because they're still, you know, as much as we're saying, you know, you know, it looks like the Ravens could win. I mean, there's still a lot of football left. We've played 12 games. There's 17. There's still a lot of football left. And... Baltimore's only up one game over Cincinnati, two games ahead of Pittsburgh, and two games ahead of Cleveland. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be, uh, man, this is going to be fun, end of the year for sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the Ravens to me, that was that was a tough loss. That was a loss that really said to me, I mean, anyone coming out of the AFC North, honestly, the only team that I actually trust the most, the most out of that division, the AFC North, is actually the Bengals. And I had them only winning three games this year. Um, they're obviously they've obviously won more than that. Um, but the Bengals, they're a team that I know can run the ball when they need to, but also I trust their quarterback and he can run when he needs to and. He's got some really talented receivers on his side, um, guys who create separation, guys that uh, if they're down by you know 20 points in the third quarter, I believe that the Bengals could cut that to seven and possibly win the game. Uh, you know, with the Ravens, I don't think they can right now. I think it's Mark Andrews or nobody, um, or you know Lamar Jackson has to do something absolutely spectacular, which he's capable of, of course, but you can't bank on it every time. It's the NFL; it doesn't happen all the time. Um, you know, obviously, I, I I'm so far off the Steelers; it's not even funny. Um, I I think you know them trying to keep Ben Roethlisberger was the worst decision they ever could have come up with. Um, and the Browns, I, again, I'm so off of them as well because I'm so done with Baker Mayfield. Again, I'm surprised that there's even talks that they're going to keep him because Baker Mayfield has been making this team worse since he said, I'm going to play even with my injuries. He's made it worse. I mean, he wasn't having that great of a year, but he was doing okay. But now with his injuries, like it, it looks so bad. It's like, dude, just sit it out try and just get your teammates to to win instead of you trying to you know you trying to show that oh I'm tough and you know you pride is is the hardest pill to swallow it is the hardest one to swallow so um you know just <laughs> for your team's sake for your coach's sake for your teammates sake just sit it out all right guys well, that is all for me today. Um, you know, I, I'm again, I'm sorry that it was just me. Unfortunately, like I said, Cody was not able to make it today, but he should be back next week. 
which will be uh, which will be really good uh, because we have a really uh, good episode that we were actually going to record today, but because he's not here, we are going to save it for tomorrow. So very excited! Or tomorrow, we're going to save it for next week. So very excited about all that. There is a lot going on in the sports world. Um, you know, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we kind of talk about. Um, you know, what was kind of transpiring with the Fresno State football team. So if you want to go a little more in depth, go listen to last week's episode. Uh, and then you can listen to this one talking about how Jeff Tedford is now the head coach for Fresno State. So congratulations to uh, Jeff Tedford on coming back, getting his health uh, in, in the right uh, in the right. Uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm just glad that he is healthy. That's all I need to say. Um, and then, uh, very happy for Jake Hayner to decide that he's going to stay with Fresno State and finish out his college career here. That is, I believe, is going to be huge. And I think he's going to have one of the best years, which he already had a fantastic year this year. Even though he had a couple of rough games, but overall, he's been absolute money. So, um, it'll be fun to, to watch him next year. Um, and, uh, I did want to say... Uh, again, rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. Such a sad story to hear. Um, you know, definitely thoughts and prayers out to um, all of his, uh, all of his family and friends. That's that's so uh, former teammates, whatever it is. You know, uh, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it wasn't uh, anything just so gruesome. I mean. I mean, anyone dying is just just awful, but hopefully, you know, it wasn't anything just so bad. Ah, uh, man, that's tough. But, um, you know, yeah, it's life, unfortunately. So, all right, guys. Well, I am I am through. Go check us out on all of our social media sites, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, they are all uh, Drew Code Sports Talk, and also check out our YouTube page, which is also Drew Code Sports Talk. Uh, subscribe, like, and uh, comment on any of the videos. We always want to hear from you. Uh, also, if you know any of the social media sites, comment or DM us, whatever it is. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you think. So please, please, please let us know what you th- what your thoughts are. Um, then go check out um, our podcast. Well, you're obviously listening to the podcast, but go subscribe on all the major uh, podcast site which is going to be Apple, Google, iHeart and Spotify. So go check us out on all of those platforms. Also subscribe and rate and review. Uh, if you are going to rate us, uh, if you're giving us a five star, let us know what we're doing correct so we can continue to do that. And um, get, if you're giving us a one star, please let us know what you do not like so we can kind of fix that and make it better. So always appreciate all of that. Um, still, uh, go check out our uh, DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Uh, where you have all the links to our podcast, um, all the links to our social media sites. And there's actually a link that you can click on on the website uh, where you can get 15% off of uh, our partner of FNX Fitness. Uh, that is fnxfitness.com, and we can get you 15% off your whole purchase by using our code. Like I said, go to our website, click on that code, and uh, you can get that instant 15% off. They have great 
workout uh, gear and workout supplements. I actually had to order new protein and I did. And I got the uh, peanut butter cup again, which is honestly the best protein I've ever had. A protein powder I've ever had. I mean, honest to God. It is so amazing. I would drink that just whenever. Like, I don't even... I don't even need to do it when I when I work out. I, I just want to, like, drink it all day. It is fantastic. It is so good. It doesn't taste like any of the other proteins that I've ever tasted. So, please, go check them out. Honestly, if you're looking for uh, a new protein powder that you wanted to try or, or wanted to look for, go check them out because they are awesome. They have so many. Not only do they have the regular proteins, they have the... Um, am startups uh they have the uh, they have like plant-based uh proteins they have creatines they have all sorts of uh, supplements go check them all out and their gear is wonderful cody buys uh, a new gear like every month so uh, he always gets the new stuff from there so and it's all all really cool stuff uh so go check them all out um and guys you know we're gonna be back next week um in the following week we will probably let you know whether we will be here i doubt it but um you know obviously with christmas and and all that coming up it's going to be hard to do so uh hopefully uh we we will have both of us next week and we'll talk more sports um so thank you guys so much we appreciate it um hopefully everyone has a great week and uh man i'm excited about about next week so Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you later.